Yes, indeed. What's going on, y'all? It's your main man, Big Wayne, with another episode of Calling the High Seat. Come on in. The water's just fine. Well, it's finally here. The Super Bowl is this Sunday. Who you got, Diesel? I mean, come on now. <laughs> Anybody with two ears that's been following the Call of High Sea show know where I'm going. Y'all know who I'm picking. Y'all know it. I've been saying it since, I don't know, a while now. At least since a, a, a good minute. I've been saying this for many moons now. So who you got? I'll say it one more again for the boys in the back. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are winning the Super Bowl. I've been saying this. Why? Because they can beat you a myriad of ways. They can beat you with the run. They can beat you with the pass. They got Tom Brady. They can beat you on defense. They know how to play from behind. What more can I say? Do I got to say it in Mandarin? Do I got to say it in Chinese? Look, I understand Patrick Mahomes Great. This is all good stuff he's doing. I, I get it. But we got to look at these tea leaves. You know what I mean? The, the reality is, is Patrick Mahomes has to be great. He has to be special for them to win this game. I'm not saying he can't be, but Tom Brady, there's a lot. Tom Brady can be average and them still win this game. Look, did y'all know, know who's leading the league in passing? It's Tom Brady. Okay, do you know who's number two in rushing? That's Leonard Fournette. All right, do you know who has struggled against the run? That would happen to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, do y'all now? I, I, I do y'all know a top five receiver happens to be Chris Godwin? Now, I know they got Travis Kelsey and uh, my man uh, Tyreek Hill, and I know they top in receiving too, but you got Levante David and Devin White on defense. I'm talking about these people can get after the quarterback. They top five in sacks now. They are going to get at them in a hurry. They are going to get at them in a hurry. They get Tampa Bay's defense can get turnovers. Like I said, they top five in sacks. I believe they number one last time I checked. I believe they number one leading the league in sacks. So you got a team that can get turn top five in turnovers. They got playmakers on both sides of the ball, especially the defense leading sacks. They got Tom Brady, who y'all say is the GOAT. They got a great running game and playing against a team that struggles against the run. What are we talking about here? And I'll be real with you. I got Tampa Bay winning by double digits. I got them winning by double digits. I get they I get the Chiefs scared and and look and 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 when and when Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl when they win the Super Bowl one more time when they win the Super Bowl it is not a knock on Patrick Mahomes he's still great he's still a top five five or top three two quarterback yes Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady right now but. That don't mean that he can't pass them later on. I've been seeing y'all, and I've been seeing the stuff talking about, oh, well, if T Patrick Mahomes can't ever beat the goat, if he don't beat Tom Brady. That ain't what that means. That is not what that means. No, it ain't no slight or nothing because Patrick Mahomes can lose the Super Bowl, which I think he will, and he might rattle off five more Super Bowls. Who, who knows? I don't know. That, that don't mean nothing. 
It took Jordan a minute to, to break through. He never beat Larry Bird. It took the, for seven years to get past the Pistons. I didn't see him beat Julius Irving. No, a lot of them superstars from the 80s had to get old and retire for Jordan could, you know, could reach prosperity. That had to happen. You know, it's levels to this. You got to grow. Sometimes you got to get lumped on to know, you know, what to do. That's all part of it. So, yes, he can be great. He is great. He's going to be special, and he's going to have a great career. He's going to still be a top team, and he ain't going nowhere soon. He got that 15-year that deal. This Patrick Mahomes ain't going nowhere. This is just not his time. This, this one ain't for him. He is great. He is special. But this Tampa Bay team, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay is just better. They got a better defense. And I believe they got a better offense. Yeah, they can, they can hit quick. I get that. But they need Patrick Mahomes to be great. They need that. Tampa Bay doesn't need Tom Brady to throw for 500 yards. He ain't got to get seven touchdowns. Hell, we saw Tom Brady throw three interceptions in the second half against the Saints. Matter of fact, two in the last, what, two? No, it wasn't against the Saints. That was against the, uh, what's the name? But, you know what I'm saying, two in the last two, two minutes. And they still won that game. So Tom Brady, he can ha he has a lot of margin for error here. And T Patrick Mahomes didn't have that same luxury. This is not for him. This is this Super Bowl was not for him. And again, I got Tampa Bay winning by at least 10. And I don't see how more people don't say, say that. I don't see how they don't see it. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback, all-time great. Some of y'all think he the GOAT. You got you a good running game, which I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to stop. You got Grunt, one of the all-time great tight ends. You got Antonio Brown. You got Chris Godwin. You got Scotty Miller. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on, man. Look at this roster from top to bottom. It's not like basketball where one person can really just impose their will on the whole game. Yeah, a quarterback matters, and I know it's great and special. I get that. But you need more. Because we've seen Peyton Manning be great for years. And what did that get him? You need more. Tom Brady got the defense. He got the weapons. He got the run game. So I'm leaning with Tom. And I've been leaning with Tom for some months now. Since, at least since week seven, I've had them as the best team in football. And I'm not backing off that now. The team don't beat theyself. Bruce Arians is a good coach. This this is their time. They 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 that's the that's the championship team. And to me, the Chiefs right now they're just a contender, just a contender, and that's all right. So I got I got the I got Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl, like I've been saying. But speaking of contenders, I got a question. Uh. How come people ain't talking about the 76ers that much? Why are we talking about them more? And I ain't talking about Joel Embiid. I, 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 they talking about Joel Embiid. But why aren't we talking about the Sixers like we talking about the Lakers? Why ain't we talking about the Sixers like we talk about the Clippers? Well, some of y'all talking about the Clippers like that. Why ain't we talking about the Sixers like they was talking about the Jazz there for a little bit? Why ain't we talking about the Sixers like y'all talking about the Nets? Why? Because last I checked, 
Philly got the top seed in the East. They got an MVP candidate with Joel Embiid averaging 28 points, 11 rebounds. That's a double-double. You know what I mean? They beat teams like Boston, and they beat L.A., who a lot of people think go win the championship this year. So what's the holdup? Because they match up well against every team. They play defense. They got shooting. They got coaching in Doc Rivers. You know what I mean? That the, all this, Everybody talking about this Brooklyn Nets team. Okay, well, look, they match up. That is a bad matchup for the Nets. I repeat, the Brooklyn Nets, that's, that's a bad matchup. That, they will not match up well. Because the, all them perimeter players, they got length out there. They got length on the front end, and they got it in the front court. Ben Simmons is a great defender. Joel Embiid is a good defender. Both of them long with a wingspan. Tobias Harris ain't no slouch on defense, and y'all know about Danny Green on defense. They got they got a lot of two-way pieces. Danny Green, two-way piece. Ben Simmons, two-way piece. Joel Embiid, two-way piece. They got shooters. Tobias Harris, he can shoot. Danny Green, he can shoot. Seth Curry, I mean, come on. He's, he is in the Curry family. Shooting is in his blood. All right? That man can shoot just like every other Curry in the family. All right? So I don't want to hear nothing about Ben Simmons. Oh, Ben Simmons, he can't shoot. He can't shoot. The team has shooting. Now, if could nobody on the team shoot a damn ball, I'd be concerned. Ben, Sim- ben Simmons don't got to shoot. Joel Embiid can shoot. Seth Curry can shoot, Tobias Harris can shoot, Danny Green can shoot, and they got and and, and Maxi he can shoot too. Th- th- they are fine. They are okay when it comes to shooting. When it when they need to get a stop, they can get a stop. Are you sure that the Nets can play at that level of play like they could the Clippers? Are you sure they can do that? Do you really think you know the Nets is just gonna get a hundred something plus points? On Philly, I don't think so. Not on that defense. You think they're just gonna be just? You think it's gonna be a soul train line all the way to the hoop with Joel Embiid and Dwight Howard? They got size. Philly is a big team. They got perimeter play. They can play on the wing. They can play in the mid range. They can play in the paint. They can shoot. What more do you need? This is the team coming out the East. Why are we not talking about them? Everybody in love with the Nets. Okay. Fine. Yes, they got great scoring. Kevin Durant, great. James Harden, great. Kyrie, great. The offensive stuff, great, great, great. We know about the offense. Okay, fine. And I told you, I told y'all on that, my other podcast with my boy George Zane, George Zane, Brothers and Ball. I told y'all how the offense is gonna work. I told y'all it would be great for it'd be better off with James Harden playing the point because James Harden is a better point guard. It has more point guard attributes than Kyrie Irving. I told y'all James Harden be better off as a third option more so than the second, like everybody was saying. I told y'all that. They doing it verbatim just how I said. But I digress. But that defense, I mean, come on. Has Steve Nash, uh, Mike D'Antoni, these people, James Harden, all these people have been called to carpet by their defense at some point in time. And Kyrie Irving, we've been seeing him getting danced on since the trade happened. Colin Sexton danced on him. You see what I mean? Well, everybody getting danced on. With seems like that that seemed to be a reoccurring thing. People having career highs against you know against the Nets. Bradley Beal, Westbrook, ain't no this, ain't no different. 
Okay, you got there's a lot of defensive questions with the Nets. What is the question with Philly? What is the question? If Embiid's gonna stay healthy, okay. So y'all don't have them concerns about Kyrie. You mean tell me Kyrie just showed y'all a clean bill of health? What questions? What questions? Look at all the questions with the Nets about James Harden and the whether it's James Harden in the playoffs. Can Kyrie stay healthy? Are they gonna work together? What about this defense? The questions are everywhere. So what is the love affair with this Brooklyn Nets team? I don't get it. Offensively great. Okay, you want to talk about the offense? Okay, offense all time great. We ain't ever seen offense like this. Okay, I don't know if y'all remember, but y'all remember last year when everybody was trying to compare Luka Doncic to Larry Bird, and they said they had the most efficient offense that the NBA has ever seen. Well, guess what? Do you know what I seen with the Dallas Mavericks? I seen them get dismissed in the first round. So I don't want to hear nothing about them talking about, oh, well, they got this great offense. They might have a great offense, but defense win championships. Okay? I can't take you serious if you're getting beat by the Cavaliers and the Wizards. I can't take you serious if you're struggling against everybody. You're in a dogfight against everybody, and you got all this great talent. Why are we not talking about Philly with a little more reverence? That is the best team in the East. And y'all talking about the Nets, oh, because they beat the Clippers. Yes, they beat the Clippers. Yes, the Clippers playing some good ball. Yes, the Clippers is a good team. But excuse me, who talking about the Clippers making it out the West? Like Keith Sweat would say, nobody. Everybody talking about L.A. Have we seen Brooklyn beat L.A.? No, we have not. That'll be an interesting game to see. But who y'all taking? You're probably going to take L.A. You know why? Because they can play on both ends of the ball. They can get you a bucket, and they can get you a stop. And championship teams can go get you a bucket. They can get you a stop. Yes, the Nets can get you a bucket, but can they get you a stop? Guess what? We don't know. At least not on a consistent basis. So my question to y'all, where is the love for Philly? We need to put some more respect on Philly's name. And who knows? They might, they might, who's to say they can't beat L.A. in a seven-game series? We did see them beat them once. Now, I know it's just a regular season. I'm not going to put the cart before the horse. I understand all that. But what I am saying, anything can happen. Anything is possible. You just never know. When you got a group of guys in the locker room that got the same vision, same sound, same voice, same attitude, same mindset, same wriggle, that is tough to stop. That is tough to stop. And you can't, you can't count that out. And again, I know L.A. is the walkaway favorite, but you just never know. Because we've seen LeBron have teams, and he's supposed to be the favorite to win the championship before, and he come home empty-handed. So let's not act like, you know, this is just a foregone conclusion. Because the reality, we don't know. We have our favorites, but we don't know. All right. So let's not just we I, I, all I'm saying is we shouldn't just be dismissing Philly like that. Doc Rivers is a champ. He got a ring. He can coach. He got Joel and B playing like an MVP out there. And I, I don't want to hear this stuff about the Joker. Joker's cool, but Joel and B is the big best big man in basketball. Joel Embiid is the best big man in basketball. Hell, I say he's the best big man in the league. He's got the aggression. He's got the skill set. He can shoot the ball from anywhere on the floor. He can put it on the floor and put the ball on your head. He can go get you a stop. 
Ben Simmons, okay, fine. He don't shoot, but guess what? He does everything else. He passes. He runs the floor. He rebounds. He plays defense. He can find the open man. He makes people around him better. Okay, fine, he don't shoot, but he does everything else. Because I've seen people that can shoot the ball and do nothing else. And again, the team has shooting. And as long as you got shooting, Ben Simmons don't need to be a shooter, especially when he can facilitate and dish the ball out like he can. Do not sleep on Philly. Don't you fall for this Brooklyn infomercial. Don't fall for it. Now, let me get off into this. Something else I'm not quite falling for that I'm not ready to fall for yet. But uh, I want to get off into these trade rumors because it seems like a lot of them circling around. One of them didn't die down. But are we sure these trade rumors are, is it just noise or is it legit? I don't know. It could be some realness to it, but I, at the end of the day, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure how real it is. Everybody was talking about Bradley Beal was going to get traded. He needed to trade. And I, and I said that, too, because at the time, I was under false pretense. I, I seen him out there staring off into the sun, you know, shaking on the bench like he was in comatose, not sitting with the team. Even told a reporter when they asked him, is he frustrated? He said, is the sky blue? So, yeah, he frustrated. So, yeah, I was led astray. I thought, okay, if he's like, yeah, it's time to go. But he said he wants to stay. Like Jane Holiday, he's staying and you going to love him. And he did sign an extension. He signed that extension for a reason. So, and, you know, Washington, they won their last two games. They beat the Nets, the team that y'all love, the team y'all ready to give a Give a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl. <laughs> Y'all ready to give the Nets a championship. Bradley Beal and Westbrook just went out there and beat them. If he happy in Philly, I mean, Washington, let him be happy out there. And this plays to my point. Like I was telling you, I told y'all this when Giannis signed his extension. Everybody does not want to move. Some people are happy with where they are. And believe it or not, more often than not, People tend to stay. Yeah, okay, LeBron likes to bounce around. KD's done the bounce around thing. Kyrie's done the bounce around thing. But look at everybody else. Okay, Dame Lillard, he chose to stay. He happy. Bradley Beal, again, he signed an extension. He wants to stay. Giannis, he signed. He wants to stay. More often than not, people stay where they at because, you know, they got families there. They got roots there. You know what I mean? And if they happy where they at, because there's life outside of basketball. That's just a part of their life. That's not their whole life. Regardless if they should or shouldn't move is irrelevant because, you know, a, a ring, I'm sure winning an NBA championship is great. I'm, I ain't never won a championship in NBA, so I, I wouldn't know. But there's life outside of that. There's life outside of that, and life goes on after basketball. And if they got a good life outside of basketball in that area, that city, then who's to say they want to move? Bradley Bill, yeah, the, the, the Wizards, they on a, on a highway to the lottery. Once again, they have replaced the Knicks spot in the lottery. So on behalf of Knicks Nation, I'd like to thank the Washington Wizards for taking our spot because we so tired of that lottery, Lord. We, we so tired. We so, we so tired. Woo, I'm glad New York is out the lottery. But I digress because we ain't talking about the Knicks today. But the Knicks looking good. I love what I'm seeing. I love that y'all, you know, bounce back against the Bulls. But uh, nevertheless... If, if a person is happy 
Why would they want to move? So if Bradley Bill's happy where he at, why, where are these rumors coming from? I'm glad he, he shut it up. And so now ain't nobody talking about Bradley Bill and trade rumors no more. And some of these players, maybe they just need to speak up. And maybe we need to hear – I think we need to hear something from Zach Levine too. Zach Levine is having a great year, a special year, out there duping and hooping, swishing and dishing, jamming and slamming, bebopping and show-stopping. Zach Levine is a top fight player, and he is the best player on the Chicago Bulls. So I ask you, why would Chicago be in a hurry to give that up? Why would they move him if he ain't showed vocally or publicly no interest in, in leaving? We know what it looked like when somebody want to leave. When, when Kyrie wasn't happy, he made it be known. LeBron, he won't say nothing, but he dip out. You know, Kevin Durant, we saw the writing on the wall there. You know what I mean? James Harden, we seen how when he was unhappy, he wanted to leave. When somebody ain't happy, they going to make it be known. Anthony Davis the same way. When these players ain't happy, you gonna hear about it. You gonna know. It ain't gonna be no secret. Everybody and their great grandmama gonna know that that said star player is gonna be ready to go. We ain't heard nothing from Bradley. B well, Bradley Bill said he wants to say we ain't heard nothing from Zach Levine. So why are we? Why would they want to trade him? He might want to play the thing out and just wait till you know. He might want to fulfill his contractual obligations to see what's going on. How do we know the Bulls might not put something around him? How do we know he he might just love everything about Chicago? How do we we don't know all this? We don't know. Again, I wouldn't trade for a superstar. Now, if a superstar wants to go, then you make a move. But if you have a superstar and he want to be there, then you do your thing to build around him. So, that all these Bulls trade rumors, where are they coming from? What what does that do for Chicago? If if Zach Levine ain't happy, he ain't said nothing, why would you entertain a trade? Why would you do that? And it's the same thing with my main man, Lonzo Ball. Y'all know how I feel about Lonzo. I love them ballers. Big baller brand is in the building. I'm a big fan of Lonzo. I'm a big fan of Melo. Don't get me started on them ball brothers. If there was a rumor that I wanted to be true, Oh, I wish Lonzo was on the trade wave a while. Oh, I wish he was. I don't know if it's true or not, but again, because the oh, and, and the Knicks would need to do everything and they power to get a Lonzo ball. Can you imagine Lonzo ball on the New York Knicks? Oh my goodness, lives to Mitchell Robbins. Oh my goodness, can you imagine the oh, just the fantasy? Oh, like Doctor Seuss say, oh, the places we would go, the places we would go. But nevertheless, Lonzo ball, he's in New Orleans. How do we know he don't love New Orleans? How do we know he ain't, you know, I don't know if y'all been to New Orleans, but there's some good eating out there. The crab legs, the crawfish, the gumbo, the jambalaya, the etouffee, the uh, funnel cakes. Good God almighty, it's good eating out there. Why would he be in a hurry to leave that? He got a rising star with Zion Williamson. He got a rising star with Brandon Ingram. He in a good situation. Why would he want to leave that? Why would he be unhappy with that? And never mind the record right now. I know they're getting kicked around right now, but they're young. They're going to be all right. That's part of it. All these stars get kicked around at some point. We've seen everybody get kicked and, and, and get their head smacked around, tossed around a little bit. But why would New Orleans want to do that? Lonzo is a great 
passer with elite court vision, a strong, solid defender with good size, and he got that, you know, that good height, that 6'6 good height. He makes players better around him. He can find Zion in his sweet spots. He can find JJ in his sweet spots. He can find Brandon Ingram in his sweet spots. You know what I mean? He moves the ball. He don't cause no trouble. He can play off the ball. Why would you want to be in a hurry to get rid of something like that? How do we know New Orleans is really interested in doing that? Again, if you have something like that, and I know Lon, I ain't saying Lonzo's a best player, but what I am saying is Brandon Ingram and Zion ain't the same player without Lonzo. That's what I am saying. You take Lonzo out that, and you look how Ingram will look. I don't know if y'all know, and I challenge y'all to do this. Y'all go on YouTube, look at Zion's highlights, and you look at how a part of you look look how often you see Lonzo. Look how Lonzo set him up. Why would a team be in a hurry to get rid of something like that? All these players ain't just unhappy. Yeah, and I get it. I, I, and I love me some Lamelo. Do I love he's in in uh? And do I love that he's in New Orleans? It's fun to watch, but I'd rather him see him in New York. Yeah, Bradley Beal with the Wizards, that's a tough beat. De'Aaron Fox and the Kings is the same way. My brother said it best. Ain't nothing worse than seeing a great player but on, on a trash team. But if these players is happy, who knows what the team might put around them in the future. If you got a superstar and they happy, they show no real interest in wanting to leave, why would you move off of them? We can't get – we can't get – into these rumors, we cannot get too excited about these rumors. That's why I, I try not to get too suckered into them, try to get pulled into them. Because what we've seen historically, when a player wants to be gone, they're going to make it known. And sometimes it get ugly. Again, we saw Kyrie get ugly with his. We seen the Kevin Durant thing. We knew that was on the wall. And we saw James Harden just recently. And even in football, y'all see what's going on with Deshaun Watson. When these players want to get gone or get put on the move, they're going to make it known. Same thing with Matt Stafford in football. And just for the record, the Rams ain't no closer to a Super Bowl now than what they was three weeks ago. The Matt Stafford to the Rams, that's a good move. Ooh! But uh, there is no that, – that that it's a cool move, but they're no closer to the Super Bowl today than what they was three weeks ago. But back to what I'm saying, if these stars ain't – Ain't voicing no move and ain't voicing no distrust and no, uh, uh, excuse me, no frustration, you know, dubiation, if you will. Why are we, why are we talking about moving them? Why would you? It's one thing if they're on an expiring deal or something, then maybe and talk to the player. But sometimes I think you owe it to yourself to ride it out. But with stars like this, because a Bradley Bill don't just grow on trees. A Zach Levine don't just grow on trees. Alonzo Ball don't just go on trees. So what you got to do, you got to, you got, if you got something like that, you got to stick to it. Don't just be in a hurry. Just Because everybody don't win a championship. That's what makes teams special. It takes a lot to go into a championship. And I, I can't tell you every integral ingredient that goes into a championship piece. But what I can tell you is not a... I don't think it's never conducive to get rid of a, a happy superstar when you don't have to. I don't, I don't recall that working. Not when you don't got to.
But I might be right about that. I might be wrong. I don't know. I'm just calling it how I see it. Now, get on out of here. I'll wrap with y'all later. Now, I'll be checking in on y'all Monday when Tampa Bay and Tom Brady get another Super Bowl ring. Or at least, you know, Tampa Bay hadn't got one in a while. But this is ring number seven for Tom. Remember, I told you, and you heard it from your boy here, Wayne Diesel. Now, get on out of here. <laughs> I'll wrap with y'all later.